Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi and we're late, late to, to the, the party. party a weekly podcast about our obsession with film fashion and pop culture so how are you Nick I'm good how are you Brie I'm good good so welcome to this episode of movie club yeah for this episode we are discussing the teen romantic comedy drama how to deal starring Mandy Moore in her pop star turned movie star prime yeah. So, do you remember? Do you remember how to deal at all? Like, like actually how to deal like with life or like this movie? Both. I'm still I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with with life, but uh I I remember seeing this movie around, but I don't remember it at all. I never saw it. I yeah, uh, how about you? So, I, well, okay, so this episode of Movie Club came about because we were watching, what was it, Sex and the City? Oh, Like, about it? a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We were watching Sex and the City for our episode. Yeah. And um, on HBO Max, on my suggested, How to Deal came up. Oh. And that was the first time I've thought about this movie since 2003 when it came out. Yeah. I know I hadn't thought of it, like... Yeah, I feel like it's one of those, like, the title, too, isn't super, like, no, catchy. I don't know. No, but I, well, I remember this film because I watched it as a nine-year-old in the movie theater. You did. Like, when it came out, you were there? Mm -hmm. I was, and I saw this movie, of all movies, with my grandma. Oh, My super conservative, like, Christian church-going grandma. What did she have to say about it? Well, okay, so I talked to her, like, a couple of days ago, and I was like, do you remember taking me to this movie, How to Deal? And mm-hmm. she was like, yes, and and um, I thought it taught you a lot about life, and you can't sugarcoat those things, and no regrets, no regrets. Wow, she said that? Yeah, she was like, you're welcome. <laughs> nice. So, um, wow. Is that accurate though? Like, did it like give you like an awakening? Were you like, wow, this life is going to be tough? Not at all. I, you know, I thought about this movie from like the duration of its like marketing. So like seeing the movie posters and like the trailer on TV. Yeah. Through like seeing the movie in the movie theaters and then i haven't thought about it since and it's been almost 20 years (laughs) wow yeah i feel like like i haven't heard of this movie since like i haven't thought of it and yeah i don't know well do you remember like the mandy moore era where she was like a pop star and then she like dyed her hair dark and uh-huh. like she became like a movie star for like a hot second. I do remember her like just being around a lot, but I don't remember like anything really about her. Cause like I did like, you know, before we watched the movie, I did some investigating because I was like, oh yeah, she was around. What was she doing? Like I don't 
was she singing? Because it was like little bits of pieces were like coming back to me. Yeah. Like unlocked memories, I guess. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember she was like singing. and But then I remember seeing her in a lot of movies. Like as the so protagonist. Many. Yeah. So I feel like for like, from like the years 2001 to like 2005, they really tried to make Mandy Moore as a movie star happen. Yeah. But she just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, for me, I don't remember her a lot. I don't know if that's bad. No, I, you know, I think I like Mandy Moore a lot. Like, even in this film, which we'll, we'll totally get into, which yeah. I'm, like, not, like, the biggest fan of. Yeah. I think Mandy Moore is very charming and she just, is. like, effervescent. Yeah. But I will say, like, I was a fan of, like, every bubblegum pop star as a kid, and yeah. Mandy Moore was one of them, but she did, like, as a pop star, kind of, like, fall to the back burner. Like, she wasn't a Britney or a Christina. Right. And then I feel like as a movie star, it's kind of the same, where I was, like, mm -hmm. I like her and everything. Like, I loved A Walk to Remember, mm -hmm. and Saved is a fucking great film. Yeah. Right? With, With Macaulay Culkin in the wheelchair. I I remember we saw that, yeah. I really like that movie, but... Mandy Moore, I don't know. I don't know when she is really charming. I just, yeah, I don't know if it's some of the movies or what. Like, I also ha I have not seen um, a Walk to Remember. No. Yeah, I is that the where, is she's dating someone in the military or something? No, no, no. It's um a Nicholas Sparks, so it's like a romance, <laughs> but like so someone dies, she does. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Sorry, whoops. No, she has leukemia and she falls in oh. love with Shane West and she like, she sings and um, I don't okay. know. It's super cute. It's like one of those films where it'll get grown men crying. Get you good. Yeah. Dang. Right yeah. in the feels. But I have to add that to the list. Gotta add that to the list. Also, that has a banging soundtrack. A Walk to Remember. Really? Just a side note. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, well, oh, and speaking of soundtracks, though, yeah, how to deal the one my like biggest takeaway from the film, like as a kid, is I remember really enjoying the soundtrack and like playing it in my like portable CD player. <laughs> I love that. It you know it it slaps, but there were some questionable songs on there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like so good and then it's so bad at the same time i agree like there's like one song that it was like uh, i'm trying to remember it was something really strange like instead of william shakespeare it was like billy shakespeare that song was lame in the very beginning too but okay so then you have a song like that like billy shakespeare song and then you have right after it like why can't i by liz fair or like a john mayer bop yeah Wild World by Cat Stevens. Uh, yeah, that song played like twice, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a wild world. It's a wild world, Brie. Um, that's funny, though. So you used to listen to that soundtrack? I did. Oh, man. Do you think you still have it, like on CD or something? You know what? Nope. But I probably have... I think I still have a Walk to Remember soundtrack, just mm. not a How to Deal one. Gotcha. Which one slaps harder? A Walk to Remember, because right. it has the top loader cover of Dancing in the Moonlight. Oh, is that where that all started for you? Because I know you're like, mm -hmm. like that's one of your, your songs. That that's you one love. of my songs. And then it has, what does it have? It has a new Radicals song. Mm. 
It has it has some switch foot, which you know back in the oh day God, I was switch foot. <laughs> it has only hope by Mandy Moore. That oh, was right. I loved that song as a kid. Um, I don't know. Oh, but this one's kind of okay. I don't know why I'm really thinking about this hard. Like, we're here to talk about the movie, how to deal for me. Yeah, what's going on in your brain? (sighs) You look like you're really thinking. I really feel like you're, like, making me choose between children. (laughs) Which, this movie, someone does have a pregnancy, and I'm, like, (laughs) making light of it. I'm like, well, you know, these two soundtracks from my youth. (laughs) They're like your children. They're like my children. You don't have to choose. I was was just curious. They both slap. All right. But we know which one you chose, obviously, if you don't have the other. <laughs> I think I just chose it. Oh, you know why, though? Why? A Walk to Remember doesn't have those god-awful songs that, you know, sliced that, in between. That's a valid reason. Also, the 13 going on 30 has Why Can't I anyways, so. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Fuck the Walk to Remember. Or not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, watch your words. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Nick. (laughs) Damn. Okay. I'm. I think that we're devolving. Okay. We we can. We can move on. So, um. (laughs) Huh. Well, shall we go back to uh, summer of two thousand three, Nick? Yeah. You want to read it? Sure. So let's paint you a picture. Let's go back to summer of 2003. <laughs> Shit. We're going to have to cut that out. We're going to have a lot of ease on our, uh, <laughs> on our episode. I hope that like works out. I feel like I talked way too much and then thought way too hard. No, it's okay. Let's go back to the summer of 2003. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to try it. Someone told me that trick online. <laughs> to just clap when you're going to cut something out. <laughs> Don't know if it'll work later. We'll find out. So let's go back to the summer of 2003. Well, <laughs> I know you're going to mess this hard. up. Why don't you read it? Because it's written and as you're reading it, so it's a little difficult to have to think. Brie, I knew that was going to happen to you, though. I was, I was like, oh, Brie's going to say it while Brie. And then, <laughs> I was. But I'm like, no, that's not right. So let's go back to the summer of 2003. So while Brie and I were blasting Hilary Duff's Metamorphosis and schlacking on Juicy Tube lip gloss, the summer box office was top tier. So. So, that box office. So, yeah. So, the summer of 2003, just to kind of paint a picture, just to do a little overview of, you know, the context of when How to Deal came out. Yeah. So, this summer, Finding Nemo was the highest grossing film. Ooh. Um, and it was also coined the summer of the sequels. So oh. X2, The Matrix Reloaded, those kind of movies came out. Um, nice. And Geely, starring Benefer, also came out. And we haven't really shut up about it since. Oh. And now Benefer's back, so. Oh, yeah. That's right. Which I, I have not seen this movie. We? Uh, maybe add it to the list. Mm, I've never yeah. seen it. 
I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I'm, I am i didn't know if it was Jiggly. Jiggly? Do you remember talking about Jiggly, though? Just, like, everyone. I, I vaguely remember it being around. Like, it was, like, a blip in time, but I remember it. Like, it was a very specific moment. For sure. Yeah. Um, And so, The Terminator 3, mm. Rise of the Machines, was Arnold Schwarzenegger's last hit film before before becoming The Governator. Put nice. the cookie down. <laughs> That's my Arnold. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, yeah, it was the summer of the sequels, and it extended to female-driven flicks such as Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, and Legally Blonde, Red, White, and Blonde. That was a good one. It was. I love that sequel. Um, And Johnny Depp hit a career high. Um, He was already a household name, but that's when Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Yeah. And he actually landed his first ever Oscar nomination for that role. Okay. Like, real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Like... I just, that is crazy to me that that is his first ever, of all the movies, that's his first ever Oscar nomination. I agree, like, not Ed Wood or anything like that, but, not, but Pirates. Yeah, Pirates. I I had just assumed he was already, like, a seasoned actor and had already... I mean, he was, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember when Pirates of the Caribbean came out? It's not like how we view that franchise now. It was like... People no, I, were like, damn, it's good. Oh, no, no. I do. I definitely do. Because I was one of those people. I was really into it. I just think, yeah, I think now looking at it, I'm like, and knowing and, you know, seeing a lot of his films, I'm like, wow, this was the one. This was the one. Good good for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Mark Wahlberg's remake of The T- Italian Job made Minnie Cooper's a very big deal. Oh, is that why they were around so much? Because... I knew a lot of people that were like, ooh, Mini Coopers, they're so cool. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. The summer of 2003 was a wild time. <laughs> I feel like we were easily influenced. We were really into Geely yeah. and Mini Coopers. And that's it. It's wild. And sequels, apparently. And sequels. <laughs> wow. But, um. I love that. I do too. Yeah. But what a time to be alive. I know, what a time. We lived through it. <laughs> we really did. I feel like, and like, we, you know, talked about Dick or yeah. the holiday. Right. I feel like those years, especially, like, as far as box office goes or, like, in film. Yeah. Not a lot to say. Because I well, don't really remember 1999. Okay. And 2006 didn't do it for me. Yeah. Film-wise, it was just all about the departed and nothing else. Yeah. 2003, especially the summer, I feel like I saw, like... Every movie a nine-year-old could possibly see in the movie theaters. Oh, I I know what you mean. Like, when I looked at, like, the list of movies that came out, I was like, oh, man. Like, I remember a lot of these. Like, Mm -hmm. I was really shocked. And, like, when you were talking about, like, the sequels and stuff, like, I didn't realize that was all 2003. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I I know that's, like, kid brain, but I didn't realize, like, you know, how close those movies were released and what? I was just a youth just watching movies every single day. I guess. Weekend? Yeah. I don't know. What a time. What a time. I know. I feel like I never watch movies that frequently anymore. It's like once in a blue moon. I know. I don't know. Just reminiscing really does make me want to like schluck on some juicy tubes and just like drive my Mini Cooper <laughs> down to the Cineplex. Nice. But let's get into it. Let's get into the movie club episode, How to Deal. Yes. So... Should we give a synopsis to uh, 
get into that. I could try to read this time. Hit it. Let me, yeah. let me do this one. All right. So for teenager Hallie, is it Hallie? That's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You got this, girl. <laughs> it's Hallie. For teenager Hallie, love seems like an alien concept. Her mother, Lydia, and father, Len, which... Okay, I know I should be reading the synopsis, but I just want to say, what kind of name is Len? <laughs> is it short for Leonard? Oh, maybe. Does anyone just go by Len? I need to know. It was his parents went back to the future and saw that Len, you know, the ones who, you know, sang Steal My Sunshine and was like, that's a band that will last. <laughs> and then they went back to the past and they named him Len. <laughs> we'll name him Len. That makes sense. So that's his backstory um, <clears throat> and the official synopsis. Anyway, her, her mother, Lydia, and father, Wait Len, a second. You're really... <laughs> you clapped in the middle of that. You can't. Just... No, I clapped before. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. No. I did a re... Yeah, I started from the top. Where were, were you? Well, you said, wait a second, though. Okay, wait. Okay, continue. I'm so sorry, Brie. It's okay. <laughs> so, for teenager Hallie, love seems like an alien concept. Her mother, Lydia, and father, Len, are divorced. Lydia doesn't date, and Len is now seeing a younger woman. Hallie's sister, Ashley, is about to get married and doesn't realize that her fiancé is not the man of her dreams. But when Hallie meets edgy Macon, she learns what love is really all about. What love is... Did I even say that right? Yeah. She, she learns what love yeah, is like really you. all about. That just seems wordy. But that's the synopsis, so there you so, have it. So, how to deal... It's about Lerv. Lerv. Yeah. And I guess it was based on two um, Sarah Dezen novels called That Summer and Someone Like You, which I remember girls in middle school used to read that Sarah Dezen novel, hmm. Someone Like You, all the time. I thought that sounded familiar. Not for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've never read it. I no. don't even know who Sarah Dezen is. I know she writes those types of novels about, like, coming of age teen and romance. growing up yeah which this movie is like a teen soap opera it really is there's so much going on so many dramatic moments so many highs and lows in just the first like 20 minutes like dude it was wild it was really wild um yeah very wild i don't know are you into those types of movies brie what like coming of age or like yeah, and then down to, like, teen soap opera movies. Oh, teen soap. I, I don't think so, or at least not anymore. It's, I don't know. It's hard to be as invested. Or this one, to me, I feel like I agree with Ebert. <laughs> like, because it is, like, hard to get too invested in the characters because there is a lot of different little plots going on, I think. And so... And a lot of... It's basically, like, there's, there, there's Hallie, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things happen. It's, like... Not all of it's happening to her specifically. It's happening around her. Like, her mom... Well, okay, yeah. Her parents do get divorced. I guess that is happening to her. And, like, her sister's getting married, maybe. Whatever. And her best friend has a baby. Whatever. Um, But you know what I'm saying? It's, like, all these other characters, they're, they're having things going on. And she's just kind of there, like, witnessing it. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know I how know to, like... I know what you mean. Yeah. It's... It's like an episode of Days of Our Lives with a slappin' early aughts soundtrack. Yeah. Except the um, 
to its detriment, like in days of our lives, you kind of spend time every, you know, week or every day or whatever with these characters. Yeah. This, you just kind of jump in and jump out and it's hard to, yeah, like invest. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, do you want to talk about the reviews at the time then? Cause sure. I really, I agree with you about Ebert. I think, well, I'm just a big Roger Ebert stan in general, but. Yeah. Um, cause I think he basically was like, like it wasn't the best or the worst, but it was hard to be too invested in the characters. But he liked Mandy more, I think is what he yeah. said. Yeah. I agree with that. Like she was charming. Um. Yeah, I think he gave it two out of four stars. Yeah, I think it was two stars. Yep. But, um, uh, let's see. Huh. This, this is really funny. This, this, uh, this review is pretty funny. Um, huh. This review is from 2018, though, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, Joel Siegel from Good Morning America. Wow. It says, How to Deal would be a terrible movie anyway, but here are seven reasons parents with children under 13 might uh, want to practice due diligence. So, Nikki, this could have pertained to you because oh, no. you were like nine when you saw this. It says, um, Sex scenes, the F word, teen pe- pregnancy, teenage death, tobacco use, alcohol use, and drug use. And his score was a D. That's why I'm so corrupt. <laughs> It was because of how to deal. My wow. grandma really fucked it up. That makes so much. She was trying to, like, teach you a lesson. Like, hey, this is things you shouldn't do. Like, this is the worst. And you said, this is inspirational. I'm going to try all these things. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Nick. Oh, my That's- God. Insert all the jokes. Oh, man. This one's also pretty funny. It says, even more fans may find this hard to deal with. Huh? They say one out of five. But anyway, do you have any good ones? I mean, okay, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone um, said the pop diva goes down with the bubbles in this hopelessly shallow soap opera. <laughs> Dang. Can't say it's wrong. Or um, homeboy Richard Roper. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of dumb team romances in the last couple years, but How to Deal is a welcome exception. Huh. Oh. So he really vibed with it. Okay. Cool. Cool. I mean. Someone needs to, you I know? I guess so. Um, I was gonna say I've got one for you. Yeah. Um, Mark Collette of uh, Tyler Morning Telegraph, and that, that's interesting. Sounds legit. Yeah, sounds legit. Um, he says fails to acknowledge the real problems teenagers face. Zero out of four. Which you know he's not entirely wrong because, th- well, I don't know. I feel like there was so much that happened that it would be very unlikely that all these things would happen. All of, like, I do think in life, like, you do experience, and sometimes as a teen, you feel, like, a little overwhelmed by changes or things happening. Like, yeah. Oh, man, my sister's getting married, and my parents are divorced. Ugh. But it's not like, oh, my sister's getting married, my parents are di- getting divorced, my best friend's uh, boyfriend is dying. I'm just going to tell all the spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler I, and alert. she's pregnant. And I have a new boy. I don't know. It's just too much. I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like the most relatable thing is Mandy Moore's character, like, nothing actually happens to her. Yeah. Which is relatable as a teen. Like, I feel like I felt a lot of things, but um, I was like, a lot's happening. Yeah. But, like, to me? Yeah. Not a lot She acted happened. like she, she had some outbursts. She really did over nothing. Yeah. But... No, you know what my favorite review is? What? Okay, this is Richard Popes of The Independent Critic. 
he says this film doesn't set out for greatness, which is good <laughs> as it doesn't even come close. Sorry. Oh man. Damn, like drop the mic with that one. <laughs> this one is great. This one this, I this one's the most thoughtful review I've ever read. Um This is by Mark. Um Mark reviews movies. It says how to deal is about dealing, I guess. I mean, that's what the title says, after all. <laughs> Original score, two and a half out of four. I'm like, wow, okay, thanks. I mean, you know what? Mandy Moore in this movie really just deals. Yeah, she deals. That's all the movie's about. It's in the title. Gosh, like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> oh. uh, but let's get into the nitty gritty, because there's so much that happens. There is so much that happens, and I feel like I just want to, like get Dude. into it okay but. so the film like at the top of the film yeah mandy moore well she's upside down in this really kind of cool upside down shot oh yeah she's like yoga-ing and her parents are getting divorced mm-hmm. like having a fight and being like rah, 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 yeah we're getting divorced you know i don't know how that if that happens in real life just like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so she like it's like, oh, I can't do my yoga in my room with my boombox. I'm going <laughs> to run down the street to my best friend's house. And so she runs to her best friend's house mm-hmm. and walks in on her best friend and this dude, like, fully banging. Yeah. And she's the calmest as a cucumber. Like, it <laughs> is a, like a Tuesday. A typical Tuesday. Yeah. And she's like, oh, ha And they, like fumble around like they like fin they like properly like take a beat yeah and they're like hee hee i know i thought she was gonna be a little more like shook or something because she was like narrating there's like a yeah. narration and she's like oh and something's happened for the first time so i'm like assuming her best friend's like losing her virginity or something no. but she's like i don't know but whatever it was like Typical a tuesday, tuesday. Uh. yeah yeah i was gonna say i also I thought it was funny, like, in the beginning, like, where she's just narrating and just being dramatic, and she's like, oh, you know, a lot of things happen when you're a teen. There's nothing you can do. You can't even choose what goes in the meatballs at school. <laughs> like, like she said all these profound things, and then she's just talking about, like, yeah, cafeteria foods, and I'm like, all right. But okay. I, I mean, uh, those are big problems, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a teen. Oh, and then, like... And then, I, like, there's, like, so many cut-tos in this movie, but the first, like, cut-to is after, like, her friend is, like, boning this dude. <laughs> yeah. After that ends, cut-to them on the stairs, like, on the stoop, and, like, I guess the girlfriend is, like, everyone wants to fall in love. Even Madonna got married. <laughs> Even Madonna, yeah. Which is so 2003 to say, but. I know. No, that cracked me up. She had, like, a whole speech about love. And, like, the whole time, Mandy Moore is not feeling it. She's not feeling love, like, through this whole movie, basically, but... No, and her extensions were terrible. Yeah. Dude, what was up with her hair? I don't know. I thought that was on purpose, just to look like messy hair. But that was extensions. That wasn't her actual hair. Oh, okay. So, apparently, Mandy Moore cut her hair into that cute little pixie shag type of deal. Yeah. Because she thought her character in the movie 
would wear that. And then she got on set and the director and everyone was really pissed. Whoa. Wait, they didn't tell her to cut her hair for no. the role? She just took it upon she herself. She just took it upon herself, you know, being a very, like, she, you know, having her actor moment. Wow. Her little diva moment. But so they, like, put it into the story. So that's that oh. whole storyline that's, like, two seconds about cutting her hair they wrote that that is wild wow so she wouldn't have had that pixie cut if she had not just done that that's no and she wouldn't have had those extensions too just saying but that is really wild wow but also like mandy moore in this film is that so cynical about love Mm -hmm. maybe prudish yeah yeah you mean with her like her like what did you say prudish is it because she wears so many layers? She wears a lot of layers. She wears a lot of layers. She's like, I hate love, down with love. Yeah. And don't have sex and don't fall in love. Yeah. I think she, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, what's the point? But she talks about it so much. Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't know. I think. That means she wants love. Just like Madonna. Just like Madonna. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Also, the parents. Manny Moore's parents in the film. Yeah. Okay, it's like Seth Cohen's dad from the OC. Oh. That's the the man with the soul patch. Yeah, the soul patch man, which I wrote down, what is up with that soul patch? Ew. (laughs) Ew. Ew. It's just like, I don't think it's cute. I don't either, but I still think that Peter Gallagher's attractive. He kind of, he's, in this movie, he gives me the vibes of, like, what is that, Tommy Lee vibes? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, attractive in a way. I don't know. I, I Maybe going on record to say I think Tommy Lee is attractive. I, I do, too. But he doesn't have, like, that soul patch, though, It's just... You gotta go. It doesn't match the rest of his hair. I think that's what bothered me. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's all I gotta say about it. It's very of its time. Yeah. Definitely. What do they call soul patches? The flavor saver? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's what they call soul patches. Flavor saver? I don't know. I guess because your food drips. I don't know. <laughs> the soul patch just catches it. Yeah. It catches everything. It's a catch-all. Yeah. Um, and Allison Janney's the mom. I love her. She's I love her, cool. too. I thought she was a trip in this film. I really liked her a lot. I did, too. She had some sass and some class. She did. I thought also, like, she had room to breathe in this film. Like, she got to be, like, a full, like, like a well-rounded person as far as that goes in this universe. I know what you mean. Yeah. And she was, like, understanding as a mom and imperfect. But I don't know. I really liked her. I liked her character a lot. I did too. She was cool. Yeah, I was yeah. rooting for her. I was too. I wanted her to find love. I know, and she she did apparently with uh the, with the the war reenactor. Yeah, we still don't. We didn't get a lot of info on that. He just shows up all of a sudden and. Bam, bam, bam. I feel like this whole movie is like a lot of things. Yeah. Just like bam, bam, bam. Like you don't have a lot of time to process. Because that's life, baby. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I I have a note like when um 
she's like out to eat with her dad and stuff and then he brings his new girlfriend or whatever Mm -hmm. and she does that like typical like teenager thing where you're just sassy and you're like sarcastic and you know like it's like when someone's like oh excuse me it's like you're excuse or like yeah you know she the lady was like oh look at you 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 look great and she's like well that's hard to do without a mirror like i don't know she just had a whole slew of things to say like that i don't know I thought Mandy Moore's character was so rude. Yeah. You know what? She kind of was. She was very rude. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Things were happening to her, Nick. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But, um... But, yeah, so... So, yeah, her dad. She finds out her dad's eloping with this woman. Yeah. And um, he's, like, a radio DJ. Oh, yeah. That's who, right. like, makes dog barking noises. Yeah, something. I don't understand that part, but it's what he does. Yeah. And then somewhere along this line, you're right, it's like, bam, 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 everything happens so fast. So I swear we're, like, trying to be in chronological order, but, yeah. like, things just cut to, and then all of a sudden there's a character and a plot point. Yeah. It's, so- like, not that that simple. Like... No. Um... But we run into the cute guy who becomes um, her boyfriend. Oh, the yeah. guy Macon? Macon. Yeah. Played by Trent Ford. Yeah. Which I don't know anything else he's been in. I but. have no idea. It just, all I know is it said introducing him. And then. They really tried to make him happen for a second. Like, I remember thinking he was so cute back in the day because that was like. <laughs> like my type. Basically, every Mandy wore love interest. Like, first it was Shane West, and uh-huh. then it was Trent Ford. Because they were the bad boys. Oh, nice. He's but, not uh, even that bad in this film. No. Though. He just, like, is... I mean, he's mysterious. Yeah. It has, like, dark, swoopy hair. Yeah, it's the hair. It's definitely I the hair. I think so. Mm. But um, I remember him being in, like, Teen People for this whole summer, and then never to be seen again. I believe it. <laughs> he has those vibes, too. As, like, a character, as an entity. Teen People vibes? No, like, as, like, someone that would be in Teen People for a whole summer and then we'd oh, never okay. mention him again. Just, like, first season? Real uh, Ryan Cabrera energy, you know? <laughs> I gotcha, yeah. Um, but, um... But, you know, I also thought, like, because Mandy Moore does the narration yeah. and, like, her character and, and whatever she says, it's, like, this movie, I kind of was under the impression that there'd be more, like, love cliches but it's like the cynic about like love cliches yeah she's so cynical i agree i thought it would be a little more like romantic cliches but it's a lot more like cynical cliches yeah like she said it's a shame you can't get a divorce before you get married (laughs) which cracked me up she's like what is she how old is she even 16 16? or something and she's thinking about getting divorces before she gets married that way you can save yourself some time i don't know that was like dang that's either like a teenager would say that or like a 50 year old would say that yeah no in between i know what you mean oh man but yeah it's like everything is just like a cynic's quote a quote book Pretty everything much. she says every time she opens her mouth yeah she's like love's a battlefield <laughs> So they say, yeah, down with love. <laughs> you know how they once said, don't fall in love. You'll only get hurt. Yeah. Actually, I think she said something. She's like, that's why they call. Why do you think they call it falling? Oh, yeah. Love or something. Because <laughs> you get hurt. 
<laughs> and she just says it like walking down the street with her TJ Maxx bag with her friend. Yeah, like so serious. Everyone else in this movie too is taking things very lightly. Even the mom with her divorce, like she's not like she had a moment. She had her moments, but it's like everyone's just living life or whatever, and she's taking everything so personally. Yes, but nothing actually happens to her. But she's like, "Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, what is? <laughs> Why are you guys falling in love? It's all." <laughs> To hurt me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, and then, well, the movie's all fun and games, right? <laughs> right. We're twenty. We're only twenty minutes in, y'all. We're only twenty minutes in. So at minute twenty-two, something happens. Yeah, so it, it it starts out. Everyone's cheering. All right, Michael. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the best friend is rocking. Paul Frank as the Incredible Hulk tank top. Which, where did she get that? I, I want it. Yeah. Um, Need that. Everyone's like, all right, Michael. All right. It's like a, was it a football game? A soccer so- game. Soccer game? Okay, yeah. And then he just collapses and dies. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, and Michael's the friend's boyfriend who they were boning in the beginning. Yeah. And he's like in love with her. Yeah. But he's dead now. He's dead now. Yeah, they were in love for like two. Like they, I don't know. They didn't get much time to even be in love or anything. They just, just bam. Michael's dead. Michael's like, dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, yeah. I was just like dumbfounded. I was like so shook that he just like at first the way he fell too, like to the ground, was a very like dramatic like, like on stage fake death scene like it wasn't super like and he's like clutching his heart you know it's just like so dramatic that it's like oh is he i thought he was pranking them yeah i think that's the point right i guess so but then it was like dark and then they're all like wearing black and then like the best friend's trying to pick out an outfit and she's like i just want to look good for him (laughs) which also made me laugh i don't know i just found myself laughing because they were trying to make things so serious but it just i mean you know not even to be this way yeah. Because, you know, I got a knock on wood. I actually knocked on wood. Okay. So, like, if my boyfriend were to die, and, and by this movie logic, by this best friend logic, I'd be like, you know what my boyfriend really, like, he just would want to see me wearing, like, his favorite outfit. <laughs> like, not to a, fun- a funeral boo. Like, uh, you you would not to a funeral I, it depends, but like, I don't know. I'm not gonna wear my hoe outfit. I was, gonna, to I was thinking, like, would it be a hoe outfit? Because like that's not appropriate. But she essentially wears like the most flamboyant slip dress. Yeah, to his funeral, it's like a a paisley loud colored print or something. It looks nice. It does funeral. No, she got so much hate for it. But... I think it would have been more funny though, and you can cut this part out. I think it'd be more funny, though, if she was like, I'm doing this for Michael. And it's like a <laughs> lingerie, a, like a Playboy bunny, like the house bunny style, <laughs> but like legally blonde. <laughs> that would be real. Actually, that would be funny. I, I guess that's not her character. But like, if it was, I, I think that'd be a lot funnier. But I don't think it was supposed to make you laugh. You're supposed to take it so seriously. Ugh. That's true, but but how can you when that Macon fellow who was like best friends with that girl's boyfriend mm-hmm. 
and also the the love interest of like so basically this whole time doesn't he like flirts with Mandy Moore's character yeah but, like they're not he just flirts he they just, just flirts. flirt yeah they're but he gets up there, right, to give a speech at the funeral. And he looking like Hot Topic Johnny Depp. Yes. Just by the way. He, like, stepped straight out of Hot Topic. He's got, like, a fedora, a vest with, like, pins and, like, pinstripes or something. Yeah. With the boombox. <sighs> with the boombox. <laughs> oh, and he starts playing, um, this is the Flaming Lips, right? Yeah. Do you realize? Which is a bop. It's a bop. But it's, like, so weird because he like comes out looking like hot topic johnny depp and he's like you know michael really loved music and really liked this song and then just like hit play on the boombox and it's just like the flaming lips he he also said my friend michael (laughs) he knows how to read and write unlike me (laughs) i mean he also said Michael taught me how to love. I don't know. It's just so hard not to, like, laugh during his speech. Well, also, it's, like, so weird because that song, it's like, do you realize you have the most beautiful face? Uh-huh. Was he secretly in love with Michael? Who's to say? But, um, but yeah, that's, like, 30 minutes of this film. Like, yeah, the first 30 just minutes. just 30 minutes, y'all. <laughs> So, so life it c- comes at you pretty fast. Um, Mandy Moore's very affected by everything. Yeah. Um, and you know it's really funny because the whole time it's like very obvious to me that it's such like a Mandy Moore vehicle, and like this is her world, and this is her movie, and everyone else is just like in it. Yeah. Because. Because the all the other plot points and other characters come so fast yeah, at you. They're in and out real quick. Like little vignettes and Mandy Moore is just like you know, like to the camera, like acting. <laughs> yeah. Um also and this is the part in the movie where the dad and the girlfriend elope. Yeah. And it's a dope elopement. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about yes, that? That was a party. That was so much fun. Like, this is how I want to get married if it ever happens. Right? They come in on a helicopter. They just, they touch down. Right? And there's like a, a crowd. Like, like <laughs> they are in sync or the Backstreet Boys. Just fans. <laughs> yeah, there's like fans waiting for them on the ground. Just cheering like, woo! <laughs> like making dog noises. Yeah, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they touch down and then they, they're, they're in a fun, like, uh... They got fun outfits and suits or whatever. They do. You know? And uh, the, the dad has, like, a microphone, I guess, because he, he has his show or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, I guess playing up that bit, which is fun. And he's, it like, is. saying vows and holding the mic and then passing it over to her. And they're, like, I don't know. They say their vows and then they leave. That's they it. They go back into the helicopter and go back up to the skies. I love it. I love that, too. Like, we don't have time. Like, this in and out. All right. You know, like. Yeah, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. I have never been a Pinterest wedding type of gal. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to start daydreaming about just, I want to do that right now. I don't know. Save it to your inspiration board. <laughs> I think I don't even, it's not even about the, the wedding. For I like want to do that. <laughs> Can I do that? 
That just seems like so much fun. They, they have planes around here. Is it, I mean, hey. Who am I going to get married to? <laughs> Can I do it every week? Every week. <laughs> just for the experience of it all? <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, it looks like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. That was that was a wild time. Um but yeah. Um there was after that, um <laughs> we have another cut. Don't we have we? another cut. It's like a very abrupt cut. And back to Mandy Moore. So yeah. that was the only fun we were gonna have in this movie. <laughs> um she has her whole speech about beginnings and endings and life and changes. Mm-hmm. And she's upside down again. She's always upside down. Just thinking because her world is upside down. <laughs> oh snap! And um, and this is kind of when she begins her like relationship, flirtationship with the Macon fella. Oh yeah, that's and right. Flirtation, flirtationship. Don't know how it really comes about. It just does, and I know this because there's a movie montage to Why Can't I. Oh yeah, the montage. Yeah, they just meet up, and all of a sudden, it's just like, get a load of me, get a load of you. And then I'm I'm sold. I know. He, like, climbs up on top of, like, some, like, it's, like, where you wait for, like, a bus stop. He's, like, on top of, like, the, not the bench, but there's, like, a overhang thing mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. They're just, they're just goofing around. They're just boot goofing. Boot goofing. Switching hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah. I think... After that, doesn't he throw some rocks at her window? Oh, yeah. He throws rocks. Gives her a weird speech. He does a whole Jedi mind trick thing where he's like, I want you to kiss me. Uh Uh-huh. Which I didn't quite understand because I kept thinking Jedi mind trick meant reverse psychology. (laughs) And I was like, this makes no sense because this is very, like... That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I thought he was going to use reverse psychology, but he didn't. He just used, like, direct commands. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're going to do this. You're going to look at me in the eye, and then you're going to walk two steps closer, and then you're going to kiss me, and you're going to like it. (laughs) And then she's like, well, what if I do? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. But then she's like, she goes and kisses him, and then she goes, you tricked me. Yeah, it was a Jedi mind trick, but she's like so serious. <laughs> she's like, "You really caught me." I'm like, no, girl, you chose to kiss this man. He's not no Jedi. I know. And then the best friend comes over. She pops up out of those bushes while they were kissing. Yeah, and this is in the evening times, just to paint the pic. Yeah, I don't know if I painted this pic, but there, it's like nighttime. She's in a room. She should be in bed, but she's not. And yeah. she's like, "Hey, okay, so I'm having these weird symptoms." And she's, like, eating a whole entire grapefruit. Yeah. Like it's an apple. Yeah. Just chowing down. And she's like, oh, my God. And listing her symptoms. And Mandy Moore is like, I think you're pregnant. Yeah. Cut to them going and getting, like, five pregnancy tests. And they're all positive. And then we get mm-hmm. a lovely shot, which <laughs> I've never seen in a movie before, of um, pee in a cup. Oh. It's, like, the literal <laughs> pee in a cup. It's so close up to... <laughs> You can almost smell it. Do you think it's Mott's? Do you think they used to get that shot? I was thinking that too. I'm like, is this apple juice? Diluted Mott's? Uh, yeah. Possibly. It kind of looks like it could be. I mean, they look the same. But it can't be pee. 
I don't think they would use real pee. No. What are they going to do? Make the girl, they'll be like, hey girl, we're going to have you pee in the cup. We want it to be as realistic as possible. Get Jeff the producer. They're like, come over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has to be Mott's. Mott's for sure. But I agree. It was a little uncomfortable of a close up because usually you see someone like holding a pregnancy test and they zoom in and you can, you know, but now it's just pee in a cup, like super like you're in the cup. And then after she admits it to her mom that the girl's pregnant, yeah. we don't see the best friend for another hour. That's, so that's true. Yeah, she just disappears for a while. Yeah. Oh man. But then we get my favorite character in the film, the grandma. <gasps> oh my god, the grandma is so much fun. The grandma is just like in the bathroom smoking a, a joint. Smoking a doobie. Yeah, she's just smoking doobies. I she's love that. just like, come here, Hallie. Yeah, she's like, come on in here. And she like sneaks her in. <sighs> she's fun. I know. She's she's so much fun. Um I thought it was funny that like right after the grandma gets high, they're going over to like Hallie's sister's fiance's house to meet like their parents and stuff like that. And they have like a fancy house. And they have like a not like a mammy. Yeah. Or what would you call it? Like I don't even know what. Like yeah. the help. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a woman who is, I guess she's a maid and she's African American and I don't know. They they're coming off as a little racist. <laughs> I think that's the point i think that's the point so heavy-handed this film though it doesn't like like slip in like a subtle like bit of dialogue that they might be racist they're like let's bring in viola davis from the help yeah <laughs> i don't know there's so much going on in this film and... True. i mean go ahead oh no no what were you gonna say can i be honest yeah i do not care about the sisters plot at all it's a little hard to follow also, and this is jumping ahead a bit. Yeah, let's jump. But, so in the synopsis, they say, like, oh, her sister finds out maybe that's not the love of her life. Well, you know what? The, no. They get together at the end. Okay. Well, I thought I thought she was going to be done with this man who's too uptight. But no, he brings her flowers or something, and they still get married, which, that, I don't know. That's not what I was expecting. But Brie, yeah. even Madonna settled down and got married. <laughs> true that's true i gotta remember that <laughs> whenever i'm in doubt <laughs> but so so now that so much time has passed though brie yeah we can't use well madonna got married well, what are we gonna say now well madonna got divorced well got married then she got divorced now and she, then she dates hot young guys she's dating hot young guys that's awesome. And she has grills. That is amazing. That's what I aspire to be. I hope that's me when I'm older. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And um, I guess, it, like, Hallie and Megan, it's, it cuts back to them. Yeah. And they're, like, having their cute but weird romance. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're, like, making out on the couch with, like, Hallie's, like, uh, she's got a short sleeve shirt on top <laughs> of a long sleeve top, which, like... I totally forgot that was, like, a thing that we did. Do you remember the layers? Like, the effort it took to put a short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve one? Just, like... Yeah. For aesthetic and how cool that was? 
I remember that too, or like camis over a long sleeve shirt, which makes yeah. no sense. Makes no sense, but like we did it. We did. Remember when we used to layer camisoles just one atop another oh yeah that was a cool thing to do for some reason like two or three at a time <laughs> what no but then it was so funny that you made that like reference to the neighborhood sweater weather oh that yeah. song i heard it recently and i've been thinking too. about it yeah well because you know that was like my jam in college yeah i know this is like i digress yeah but but who cares so this is that important. song where it's like no shirt, no, no blouse. blouse. Which I don't know if that's a misheard lyric, but that's what I've been hearing all these years. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the heck? Why would he take off her shirt and her blouse? But in this movie, he had to take off her shirt and, and her, her blouse. blouse. Yes. I know. I was like, this is it. This is that moment he was singing about. <laughs> He's been singing about Mandy Moore in the 2000s. Yes. <laughs> or any of us, honestly. In the 2000s, so. Not not us. We were not nine. Not us, though. Not us specifically. We were a little too young. You know what? That man is probably, <laughs> he probably is, like, a little bit older than us, so he probably wasn't taking up any shirts in the early aught. That's true. Or was he? Who's to say? Yeah, we don't know his life. Maybe <laughs> he just saw how to deal and was like, this will make a good lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta uh, take off her shirt and her blouse. Yeah. But they go to a New Year's Eve party. They, like, sneak away. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the New Year's Eve party, they're playing chingies right there. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I feel like I've been seeing that a lot mm-hmm. in movies lately. As like, the, like, as soon as someone walks into a party, chingies playing. Like, <laughs> yes. Is this, like, the chingy renaissance? I think so. I'm not mad at it. Like, No. <laughs> Brie, okay, is it going to start with right there and then, like, can we bring back Holiday Inn? <gasps> the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. That one? I think so. Do you? Oh, wait. Okay, this is. Are you going to look up the song now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, you might have to cut this. It's so. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wait, who is that? That's Bree. That is Chingy, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Dog? and Luda Chris. Okay, I heard Snoop Dogg. Like, I know his voice anywhere, but like, I don't. You know, I don't think I've listened to that song enough. Really? Yeah. No. Okay, right there was good, but Holiday Inn was like my bop. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I barely know that song. That's sad. I think you'd really enjoy it. Hopefully this chingy renaissance, fingers (laughs) crossed, this comes back. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Um, and, oh, and then I love how Macon and Mandy Moore's character have the same hair. They really do. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) They have, like, the same hair. Got the same hair color. (laughs) I'm really into it. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I don't know. You you and your boyfriend have the same hair color? (laughs) Not any... Well... But not the same hair cut. No, we don't have the same (laughs) hair cut. Are you going to cut your hair, though? (laughs) No. Can you imagine? 
No, yeah. I loved it for a time how my boyfriend and I, we had, like, because I have, like, balayage in my hair, and yeah. he had the little, like, blonde. Like, it was, like, the same color as my balayage. That was so funny. Now it's gone. Oh, man. So you can't pretend like you're Mandy Moore and uh, Megan? No, unfortunately. <laughs> we just don't, like, dance randomly either, so I think. Oh, boy. Which, okay, can we talk about their dancing? Okay, there's, like, a... And this this might be skipping ahead. I, no, wait, wait. Put a, a pin in it. Put a pin in oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. I'll hold it. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. So they're making out. Yeah. They have the same hair. Mm-hmm. They almost have sex. And she's like, no. Oh, yeah. Right. She's She just runs. She just runs. She f- runs out of that New Year's Eve party and flails. As she you do. <laughs> just into a field, a snowy field with her... Ten tank tops on. <laughs> yeah. All ten of them. All ten of them. And she just flaps her arms across the field. Oh, um, but then it. somehow they end up in the same car together. Oh, yeah. Which, they, yeah, they didn't establish this. So Because there are so many cuts, like, you just, you don't know what's happening half the time, to be honest. No. And you see, like, I was even confused when she left for this party because it looked like she was hanging out with her best friend in her best friend's room, and then apparently her best friend's mom has, like, some weird New Year's party going on yeah. for adults, which, like, there's people making out on the porch. I like, don't know. Like, old, old people. people making out. But, like, I, I don't know whose car. I'm so confused. But Macon has the red car, which we find out later. Yeah. Like, we don't see how. She, I'm assuming she drove herself to this party and Macon's already there because they don't show them together in the vehicle first they just show them leaving together and him driving i guess so but then they also establish or like earlier in the film the the best friend's mom tells me anymore there she's like oh you're a bad driver like you don't you can't drive or something yeah so maybe Manny more can't i don't know i mean this is like little things these are little things but there's a little there's some some holes yeah (laughs) i agree but he's like making the car to me anymore. It's like say how you feel, like say how you actually feel. Which you know, ah, I kind of wish like I could rewrite the script or something. Why? What would you have him say? Well, no, I think like that's like a f- like an idea that like I don't see a lot. Like I wish like it was this character like riddled with cliches and like this way of thinking, and then like. The dude, you know, like the making characters, like say how you feel, because uh-huh. I think like, like that's her problem. I think that's a problem with like a lot of people. I feel like that's like a that's almost the most relatable thing in this whole film. Yeah, like, like saying I, what like, you feel, like yeah. actually how you feel. However, she doesn't. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hoping for things that just didn't happen in this film. Yeah. Well, they also like, th- I mean, they also get into a car wreck. Which, uh, that was really poorly handled. It just happens. It happens. And then she has a voiceover and she's like, I crashed into love. Which literally makes no sense because right after that, Macon literally leaves her at the hospital. So somehow she's injured and he's not, which I don't understand. And he just leaves. Like, he doesn't even stay with her. And there's no context. It's just like... You see a scene where she's laying in the hospital in her hospital gown, like, sleeping, and then he's just, like, driving away, and you're like, well, wait, does he call her parents? Does he just leave her at the hospital? Like, how does... 
anything get wrapped up like i don't know if this was real life they would have probably admitted him too because there's yeah, no way there's for no her way. to like get hit and injured and him not to yeah that just makes zero sense i don't know and then like yada yada things happen so many things happen and then um the movie's kind of wrapping up yeah and Macon goes to the father's like radio station and like basically punches him hulk style into the wall <laughs> yeah he gets into like a physical altercation <laughs> he like like hulk strength grabs the like seth cohen's dad from the oc and just throws him against a wall yeah he goes flying <laughs> and um and professes his love for mandy moore's character mm-hmm I guess. I mean, he said a lot of things. Yeah, he's like, I'm not good with words. And then he continues to be not good with words. <laughs> it's, like, so crazy to me, though, that someone could write a script and not be good with words. Like, I know you can you can make a character, like, not good with words without making them, like, like I cannot understand what that man was saying. Yeah, I feel like he's not a fully fleshed out character, honestly. And, and it's, there's not a lot that makes me, that finds him appealing. I mean, other than his hair. His face, he's cute. He is, he's but he tall. Makes, he makes a lot of strange expressions. Like, he's always, like, like looking disturbed or confused. And he's always, like, I don't know. He just has, like, a weird thing he does, like, looking over his eyebrows. I don't know. He does. He's no Shane West, like, callback to a walk to remember. Yeah. That's all I have to say. If we ever watch that film for Movie Club, Brie, yeah. you'll get it. Like, okay. out of the Mandy Moore boyfriends, this dude does not, does not cut it. Okay. Man. Anyways, so... Oh, it's a sister's wedding. Mandy Moore looks gorgeous in a lavender dress. Yeah. And then the best friend has a baby. Yeah. Everything has to happen at once. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, homegirl goes into labor walking to the wedding. Yeah. Which is also, like, she's walking to the wedding. I don't know. The church has to be, like, across the street or something. Or the neighborhood, I'm guessing. Like, Everything is across the street. Yeah. <laughs> so convenient um uh, i know my only note for this was mandy moore is cute and charming but this is lame <laughs> and then i don't know like they go to the hospital yeah and her and mandy moore and macon kiss oh uh-huh and then no music is playing but they start to dance like she- quirky dance okay so she tried, but like before they start dancing, she tried to do like the Jedi mind thing. She's like, "You're gonna put your hands around my waist, <laughs> and you're gonna do this, <laughs> and we're gonna." And he, they kiss, and, and then she goes, "And we're gonna dance." <laughs> and it's not even you would think it was gonna be like a slow dance, like a romantic, like sweet moment. No, you know, no, not at all. It's the cheesiest, corniest dancing, like. At a, it's like when you're at a wedding, like yeah. doing the Dougie or like something. Like the hokey pokey. The hokey pokey. <laughs> it's some lame dancing. And they're dancing separately. They're not even on the beat or any rhythm. I mean, there's no music, but they're like so... They yeah. should have been like freak dancing. Yeah. If they they were like grinding, that would have been better. 
<laughs> just twerking. Twerking or a slow dance. Either one. But, like, whatever they were doing was not it. <laughs> they were, like... It's, like, so... It is so cliched, but it's, like, an odd cliche because it's not... I guess the characters are quirky. Yeah. But it's, like, if SNL did, like, a sketch of, like, like a Zoe Deschanel movie or something. Like, oh, yeah. two teens being quirky and dancing. Like, they were f- doing, like, the <sighs> twist and shout. I know what you're saying. Yeah, they were really twisting and shouting. Like, it, it just didn't make sense. I was like, ironically? Or like, why are they dancing like this? <sighs> Something was not right about about that dancing. No. But then they played Wild World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They And oh, the, so the last scene, because so, we're getting pretty close to the end now. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they have like... You you see, like, a scene of, like, the best friend with her new baby, which looks, like you said, like, what, three months old or so? Or five, six months? It doesn't know. look fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Old-ass baby. Um, yeah, the baby's head's, like, almost as big as hers, but it's okay. Whatever. We, we suspend our disbelief somehow. Yeah. And- it, it's, like, the last shot is, like, you know, the friend's shot? Like, in the beginning, like, yeah. the, like I think it's, like, the pilot episode of Friends. You know uh-huh. when they're all, like, looking at the baby? Um, like, Ross's baby, I think. Sort of, it's been so long. But, yeah, it's, like, a shot from the POV of the baby. Yeah, like, we are all the baby now. <laughs> I am baby. Yeah. I didn't baby. I didn't get that because you're looking through Mandy Moore's eyes the whole time and then... All of a sudden, you are the baby. And it was a little jarring. It's like, because everyone's circling around you. There's like 20 people making all different faces. And then that's how the movie ends. And then they play It's a Wild World. And I mean, I think that's like what the theme of the film is, right? You know, like life, death, changes, Mm -hmm. stuff. I agree. I I wish like some things were a little more in-depth. Because I didn't feel very emotionally attached. No. But I was sad. I was sad about Michael. Same. That was the only time I was actually <laughs> genuinely, like, oh, bummed. Yeah. It was pretty sad. Michael was, like, the purest character, too. He just wanted to get his girlfriend a card. Oh, yeah. That was so sweet. They were looking yeah. for, like, the, the, the right card. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this movie, it, like, it kind of goes to show you, like... All, with all the themes, with all the, like, love and life and beginnings and endings and stuff. Yeah. Like, it almost made me more like, eh, people live and people die and people fall in love <laughs> and they fall. Like, it made me a little more cynical. I was like, oh, everything is means so much. And like, nothing. And nothing. Um, that being said. Yeah. Anytime you play Why Can't I... <laughs> I fall in love. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> that's my main takeaway. Yeah. No, I vibed with that that scene. I mean, it's hard not to be like, I don't know, to be in a good mood when that song's playing. Like, you have to have like that montage going. I love a good movie montage. Yeah, I was expecting more montages, but it's okay. I know they could have. So. They could have like cut this movie in half by doing some movie montages for real (laughs) 
So, Nick, is this one that would, like, live on your shelf to rewatch or nah? No. But it does make me want to rewatch A Walk to Remember. Really? I need to see it. Maybe we should add it to the list. Add it to the list. Add all the Mandy Moore films to the list. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, like, I collect DVDs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, How to Deal is not going to be there. What about you? If you had the free space. If I had the free space, I don't think I would add this film. Like, I'm glad I saw it because I know it was, like, I know it was, like, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was a big deal at the time, but I know it was, it was a deal. (laughs) It was How to Deal. But, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I need to watch it again. It's not that comforting or anything. It doesn't make me feel like warm and fuzzy inside. It's it's, it's good for a couple laughs. Um, yeah, yeah, at the people's expense for sure. Yeah, it it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like I don't think it's gonna. I don't need to see it again. It was good though. It was I mean for what it was, it was entertaining. It was a fun time to relive like Mandy Moore's brunette shag era yeah. and look at some 2003 fonts exactly that's some impact that. yeah some impact <laughs> but uh yeah that was something also the soundtrack still slaps besides that like stupid billy shakespeare song and <laughs> that other song at the end that other weird one that's yeah. not wild world <laughs> gotcha i don't know do you have any final thoughts um final thoughts um Not really. I I don't know if it really showed anyone how to deal with anything because I don't know if she really. I guess she just deals like she t- like I don't know. It's a lot of her being frustrated, which I guess is relatable, you know. But it's not like I don't see her having any real realizations or anything. I mean, she ends up getting back together with that Megan guy and stuff, but it's not like. It's not super profound, so, eh, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. But I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I just enjoyed, like, watching it with you and just, like, laughing at some of the cringier moments or, like, mm-hmm. you know. But, um. That was fun. I will yeah. say it's, like, a good, like, watch the movie and feel the early odds vibes and yeah. And cringe. Don't expect, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. It's not a tour de force. It's not a tour de force, yeah. No. But you best believe I'm going to be on Depop looking for that Paul Frank tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoyed, like, the fashion of it all. And, um, I'm inspired to, like, put on, like, a, a tank top or, like, a Something over a long sleeve shirt, you know? Layer. Bring like back Joey, those layers. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani style. Yeah, just put it on my whole closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my final thought. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Leave us a rating or review on iTunes and follow us at the Late to the Party Pod on Instagram. And if you have any ideas for another uh, movie club episode, any movies you think we should watch, email us at the Late to the Party Pod at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.